Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. It's been a minute, Wiz. It's been a few weeks, uh, but uh, you know we we kind of knew it was going to be a quiet time after the Super Bowl. Uh, but that quiet time has uh, certainly gone away, and uh, we are in the midst of a fairly busy free agent signing period. Uh, obviously, guys getting dropped. Lots happening in football. Wiz, how are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Uh, it's been a little while since we've uh, um, done one of these podcasts, and um, you know there has just been so much activity, and there's not a day that goes by. I mean, forget about a day. If you check every few hours... There's just stuff whizzing by, back and forth, uh, players being released, players being signed, players coming into for workouts, trades being made, uh, and uh, that that continued today, and that's going to continue, and we're gonna we're gonna cover um, some of the key free agent, uh, you know, pickups and losses for some of these teams, and uh, that'll set us up. Um, Kind of in a month's time for the NFL draft, which is uh, which will be here uh, at the end of April. So uh, that'll uh, that'll lead right into that. So uh, looking forward to talking about that and uh, really paying attention to what's happening as well. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what's going on, right? It's jostling. It's jostling your your team needs right now, and obviously centered around how that's going to play out into your NFL draft plans. Uh, which will be, like you said, in Kansas City at the end of April. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, in a lot of instances, Wiz, when I when I look at some of these teams, there certainly are some head scratching moves. Uh, some of the moves that are being made are, are kind of almost like tit for tat moves, if you will, uh, in terms of you know the player going in and the player coming out. Uh, but we're we're going to try to wrap our heads around about what's happened thus far. Uh, there are other things that are still and other dominoes that are going to need to fall, of course. Uh, probably the preeminent uh, situation, obviously, is centered around uh, the Jets and what they're going to do at quarterback uh, when they finally figure out the uh, parameters around the Aaron Rodgers deal. But uh, So we've decided to start in the NFC. Uh, and with that, uh, that makes uh, the Dallas Cowboys first up uh, in the NFC East, Wiz. Yeah, the Cowboys, I, I guess when you talk about the Cowboys, you have to talk about who's not on the team anymore, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. And uh, I think Dallas finally came to the realization that I think most people who have any side of, you know, kind of insight into watching football and understanding football uh, figured out before Dallas did that Tony Pollard was just more the explosive player and uh well, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, is a great goal line runner, and he's one of the best pass protection backs, which is very important that I've ever seen. I think Dallas decided to, you know, go into a different direction and uh, try and, you know, and basically give the keys to the kingdom to Tony Pollard, which I, I think is uh, going to be very interesting. And uh, Ronald Jones was added today um, as well. Um, I'm wondering uh, when you look at Dallas if. You know, what they're going to do, because I'm a fan of Malik Davis, and you like the player as well. I'm wondering if, if they're going to give Malik Davis a real chance to kind of be the Tony Pollard, what Tony Pollard was to Ezekiel Elliott, or is Ronald Jones going to come there and jump Malik Davis on the depth chart? I mean, that's going to be something that I'm going to be looking at um, all throughout the spring as we head to the season. 
Yeah, in addition, by the way, Wiz, uh, points well taken at running back. Uh, Dalton Schultz, who's been kind of a key offensive cog on this team at the tight end position, moves on. But they have got a couple of young guys in, uh, in Pendershot and Jake Ferguson, two big guys who at times made a few athletic plays, I would say, last year is the best way to term it. Uh, you and I both know that the Dallas offense, which will be under new leadership this year with the uh, removal of uh, Kellen Moore uh, amongst the many different departures on, on this coaching staff, uh, Dallas also lost their starting guard, Connor McGovern, and, and Noah Brown was a player who a bunch of times last year was uh, kind of a break-the-slate guy for, for, for both of us. Um, and, and at times last year, especially when Michael Gallup was out at the start of the year, uh, impact player, but he's moved on to Houston. So, so yeah, things will look a lot different. Um, I think you and I did speak at length last year about – Tony Pollard being the difference maker in this offense, and uh, he's going to get that opportunity to do so, and uh, his draft ranking will be uh, a lot different coming into this season, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, and I think we also must talk about Brandon Cooks coming over, you know, there in the uh, fifth and a sixth round pick, and I kind of you know, think it's a fresh start for him, and I, I think it's a it's a good spot where he's not going to be the number one guy. It's clearly C.D. Lamb, but you know, to to be the number two guy, I think will give him opportunities, and uh, he's the type of guy that, in good situations, uh, matchup wise, can can make plays for you, and uh, I think Dallas is going to address. Um, with their with their pick, their first round pick, I think there's a good chance they're gonna um, they're gonna take a tight end to try and replace um, Dalton Schultz, and it might be funny to see uh, another Dalton replace uh, another Dalton with Dalton Kincaid as a player that I like, um, who could come in there and maybe be their first round pick to take over at the tight end spot. But it'll be a position if they don't take that player with the first round pick, it'll be a, certainly a position that they'll address at the draft. But uh, I think the Cowboys are looking to just get more explosive and have big plays and, uh, I think so far uh, with the moves they've made, they're on track to do that. Yeah, I don't disagree. And I think another thing that they did do, uh, God forbid, in, in injury would pop up. Uh, a guy who won a couple of games last year, but Cooper Rush will back up um, will back up uh, Dak Prescott. And I guess the one other mention, because we're not really dwelling too much on defensive guys, but Stephen Gilmore, who's a former All-Pro, um, last year spent time with, uh, with with the Colts, but uh, you know he gets to move into. And this is a playmaking defense, but he gets to move into the secondary, and uh, I think a you know a, a decent veteran piece for the Cowboys to add. Yeah, and uh, we could you know segue that to the to the your beloved New York Football Giants, who I guess somehow were able to bring all the, you know the the gang back together again, you know, um, and and keep the key guys and. Uh, they were also able to make a deal to get Darren Waller, and I really haven't talked too much with you about uh, what you thought about Waller, and also Paris Campbell is another player that's interesting. Um, it, it gives the Giants a little bit more depth at the wide receiver position. Kind of a few guys of the same, I don't know, I don't want to say the same type of ability, but they, they do kind of like the same type of thing, like Campbell and Isaiah Hodgins and uh, I think to get some explosive plays out of Darren Waller is going to be big. The question is, will, will that player be able to stay on the field? Something that has really eluded him. So as a Giants fan, what do you think about the Waller and Paris Campbell um, signings? So uh, you know, we, we're talking about two guys, actually, the last couple of seasons. Uh, actually, it's pretty much been 
every single year that Paris Campbell has, has been on an NFL roster uh, where he's been unable to really play complete seasons. He's not, he's not the biggest guy physically. So I, I do worry about that, but you know, the giants kind of have a no name receiving uh, team o- overall. The, 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 I think they'll potentially address that at, at the draft. Kenny Galladay was let go. Uh, we know they tried to piece things together, and Hodgins ended up be, ended up being a key piece to what they did. They did manage to re-sign uh, Darius Slayton as well. But Waller, over age thirty, but still an imposing physical specimen. Something that the Giants really have not had in the tight end position in a while. So, I, I in a way, if he can stay on the field and be healthy, I'm excited to see what can happen because he definitely adds another dimension to the offense. Uh, as you mentioned, they were able to. Uh, you know, re-sign for a lot of money, uh, Daniel Jones, and uh, Saquon Barkley is back. So mo- most of the gang is back. I-, I will say the one thing the Giants are going to have to work on, um, they lost both centers that were on their roster uh, in John Feliciano and Nick Gates. So uh, that's another position uh, that the Giants are going to have to look at in this draft. But, I- I, you know, price-wise, I think it was very fair what they did for Darren Waller. Um, and again, just ho- hope the player can stay healthy. And if he does, you know, he'll make meaningful contribution in this offense. Yeah, the, my one concern is, you know, that if they stick with that same offensive game plan, which I'm sure they're going to for, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how drastic I change, you know, with Daniel Jones having that run-pass option, is that just Waller is not really a willing or an elite blocking tight end. So I'm just wondering if you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel with the Giants, which I think a fair amount of teams are going to go to um, to see how we'll do. But to be able to make big plays in the passing game from the tight end spot is something the Giants just haven't had. And um, so I I think the trade was fair. you know, given the fact of his explosive ability when he does play, but also the fact that he, he hasn't been on the field as much as uh, I'm sure the Raiders would have liked or he would have liked, I think that that pick is uh, a third round pick is uh, is kind of is kind of about right for uh, for Waller. So, was there anything else you wanted about the Giants, or were you ready to talk about the uh, Super Bowl? losing the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I think the one thing as we segue into the Eagles is that to me the Cowboys and the Giants look, 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 this is a wide open conference for sure in terms of the NFC. Um, I don't think any team is kind of looks a little different coming and granted they're going to try to fix this in the draft, but I think the Eagles may be in the maybe right now one of the more drastically looking different looking teams uh you know at least at this point in time um uh coming off of last season and you know sometimes it's it's tough coming back from a Super Bowl loss as we've as we've seen in the last few years with teams like the Rams and the Falcons so uh, I I do worry about that with the Eagles um, especially in what they lost in the defensive side of the ball, and I think that like the Giants and the Cowboys are are trying to make their 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 mark in this division. Yeah, I, I think um, I think that defense was a little bit overrated towards the end of the year. Again, I just don't don't think they 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 played against great competition. You know, their division was riddled with quarterbacks not being healthy and and, and inept offenses and. Um, so I, I felt, you know, that unless their offense got ahead of teams, that the defense is a little bit overrated, and then they lost some key players. So I'm in agreement with you. I think that division, um, 
there's not a chasm between the Eagles and the Giants and the Cowboys the way there was last year. I think those two teams have closed the gap. Matter of fact, I, I think I kind of I prefer the Cowboys roster than the Eagles roster uh, as a you know as of right now. But you know, basically, when you look at offensively, it's kind of like okay. No more Miles Sanders. We got Rashad Penny on a prove-it year. I think they still may draft the running back. So, given everything uh, offensively, you know, what do you think about Rashad Penny, who another player who just hasn't been able to stay on the field? Um, you know, and, and the other guys, they still got their top receivers. Uh, still have Dallas Goddard. Still have Hurts. Kelsey came back as well, which was big for them. Um, what do you think they're going to do uh, in terms of free agency and, and the draft? Uh, do you think they're going to try and bring in another running back at some point? Yeah, so, I mean, Penny, there's no other power back on, on this roster at the moment. I think Penny, a healthy Penny is better than a healthy Miles Sanders. That, that's kind of what I feel. But the, the biggest question is, can he stay on the field? Uh, they did make it a point to re-sign Boston Scott. Um, you and I know that uh, Gainwell is going to play the, a certain role in this team. He's not an every down back, and I think he'll continue to be uh, an offensive you know, playmaker at times for this team. At times he, he won't. Uh, you mentioned the re-signing of Kelsey. This is one of the, one of the stronger offensive lines in, in the league. Um, they will look a little bit different in the case of uh, if there's an injury uh, to Jalen Hurts, and Marcus Mariota will back him up. But uh, yeah, I think I think Penny gives them some upside if, if in fact he's able to stay on the field. I I could see them drafting a running back though. To your point, but again, this is one of those teams where this is a line that you do want to run behind. It's still one of the more talented offensive lines in the league, and uh, obviously a passing offense coming into its own last year with Hertz and Devonta Smith, and obviously the addition of AJ Brown, uh, an elite tight end, and Dallas Goddard. This is this is still a good offense um, and being a running back on this offense, uh, if you can stay on the field, uh, could reap, re- could reap some rewards from uh, a fantasy perspective. And yeah, I think you're right to say that there's a potential that in this draft the Eagles, I think they first address defense, but later on in the draft easily could uh, look at a, look at a running back in this draft. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, they, they made that clever trade with the saints where now for this draft, they have two draft picks in the first round and, uh, uh, would I be shocked if they took Bijan Robinson from Texas and running back with their first pick? I wouldn't be. But to your point, I, I wouldn't be shocked either if they decided to take the best defensive player available with that pick and then maybe address the running back either later in the first round or more likely uh, a little bit later on the draft. So I, I could see either one of those scenarios playing out, but I do think they will address um, the the running back situation. And I guess – Last but not least, uh, who are always last but least, are the Washington Commanders, who seem to be married to Sam Howell as their starting quarterback based on what's going on. Uh, no Carson Wentz, no Taylor Heineke. Um, are they going to roll with Sam Howell? Or are they going to do something about that, do you think? So, uh, so the biggest news in the offseason for the Washington Commanders is the fact that uh, Eric Bieniemy is actually going to get an opportunity to call plays and, and run this offense, not quite – what he was doing when he was with Kansas City, uh, coming over from the Super Bowl champions. He's going to get his opportunity here. Uh, Ron Rivera is still the head coach. Uh, but to your point, not a lot of moving parts. Uh, Howell did play 
uh, in that game at the end of the season. He actually fared pretty well. That was against the Cowboys. Uh, showed some skill running the ball. Um, made a couple of plays in that game with his arm as well. Uh, Tyler Henneke's gone, as you mentioned. J.D. McKissick was was cut, uh, wasn't able to really stay on the field uh, with injuries. But this is a team that didn't do a lot. Um, I'm not sold that that's going to be the case, Wiz, that, uh, that, they, that they're going to roll with either Howell or the one other guy that they did sign, uh, and that was Jacoby Brissett, who was kind of a minder of the store last year um, for the Cleveland Browns before Deshaun Watson uh, was uh, – what was uh, back from his suspension, but he is the other quarterback on this roster. Uh, but we'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, Washington's does still have some talent here, right? Dotson played very, very well last year. You and I know about Terry McLaurin. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested to see what, what the enemy can do in this offense. And, and if in fact, uh, how will be on the field uh, come opening day? We'll, we'll leave this off by by this, I guess, at least from my standpoint. Um, I guess this will be the final thing I want to talk about, and I'll pose this question to you. Are you surprised that you haven't heard noise from the Washington camp that they're going to go in for Lamar Jackson? Do you think that they're playing possum and they're going to go in Lamar Jackson? Because this isn't making any sense to me because you bring in the enemy, right? You have a chance, you know, I don't know what's happening with the franchise. It sounds like it's going to be sold at some point. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just a bit surprised that there hasn't been any noise from Washington. You know, like you said, you have McLaurin and you have Gibson and you have Brian Robinson look terrific. And you have Curtis, you have players there and you bring in the enemy, you know, do you think like Washington is just playing the hand the way it appears to be? Where okay, we like the way Sam Howell looks. We're gonna, you know, anything with the draft is going to be to address other positions. Or do you think Washington is playing possum? At some point, you're going to see a crazy, crazy offer sheet from the uh, Washington Commanders. I think it's fair that you raise the ownership issue because potentially that does play part of the equation, right? I, you know, from a player's standpoint, they certainly want to see some stability and maybe that, that is a, a, a detracting factor um, for Lamar Jackson. Uh, there were reports, I think two days ago I read, where I cannot remember who said it, but uh, it was looking like more and more that Lamar Jackson was kind of done with Baltimore. Uh, you know, kind of like the bridge has been burned, uh, but but it seems very unclear at the moment. Uh, the asking price remains very, very high. Uh, I think you and I talked about this uh, a few weeks ago when all those teams kind of rushed in and said they weren't interested in the player. I thought that was extremely odd the way that was done in, in, in almost in chorus. Uh, but to your point... And Washington, and Washington was one of those yeah, teams. Yeah, that's right. It's just... Uh, it's, it's just strange to me. I mean, you have a chance for, you know, new ownership and you have an offense, a new offensive coordinator. You kind of want to, like, turn the page. I don't know. It seems a little odd to me that Washington is at least not in play. The one team that, like, is looking at the three teams in the division and have to think, you know, we need to do something here um, to to get a little bit closer to where those teams are. But... You never know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But look, it may very well be that they like the way Sam Howell looked, and they want to give him a chance. Yeah, it is. It is very possible. But you know, it is also uh, March, and, and a lot can happen before uh, teams break into camp. That's for certain. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. Uh, I guess that's a wrap on the NFC East. Uh, yep. Yeah. NFC East is wrapped up. We'll, we'll move on to the North next. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, we will be back with the NFC North. <laughs>